Okay, welcome to part two of episode 26. Uh, the reason for the <laughs> part two is because someone restarted the router in my house. <laughs> yeah, all right. So after you got tested, um, what, what, what was the flight like? Um, what did the airport look like? What was the procedure in the airport? Uh, the boarding process? And like, are you also like distanced from each other inside the plane? Like, are, are there significantly less passengers from before? Uh, what did mm-hmm. it Okay, so we're going to start from when I arrived in Naia. So our agents told us, like, it's very conflicting information because, like, some agents say it's okay not to wear full PE during the flight, but some agents say it's necessary. So, of course, to just to be safe, like, I wore a PPE and I also wore a face shield and face mask. But according to Paul, from what I heard, they only require a face mask and face shield for the flight. And it was only through the agents who said that it's safer to wear PPE. So just, I just wore everything. Mm-hmm. It was very hot in that PPE, but I think like it served me well because Tianjin was a bit colder later on. So upon like boarding, it was 11 a.m. was the scheduled time of our flight. But our agents told us to be at the airport at 6 to 7.30 a.m. This is the time where and they will give you the printed and signed certificate of your COVID test results from St. Luke's. So in order to board the flight, you also need a bunch of other requirements. Um, one of them includes the signed COVID test results from St. Luke's, which they give you on the day of the flight, very early in the morning. But aside from that, before the flight as well, they also send you the COVID test results in digital form that you need to send to the embassy, and then they will give you a signed health declaration. That signed health declaration should be printed and should be presented to the counter, as well as your other requirements such as the COVID test results and passport and when you arrive at the check-in counters before you can actually put in your bags there's all this queue and table where they make you sign a bunch of other documents it's mostly like health declaration some of them is for um, OEC verification for OFWs and another one of them was a Chinese the, the form was in Chinese but I think it still is something in line with like health declaration and there's a trans like a, a person who will help translate what to write in it for you. So you're gonna scan these two QR codes, fill it up, they're gonna give you like two pieces of other forms to sign, and then that's when you get to the check-in counter. When you check in, um you usually just do the same thing that you do before the pandemic, put in your bags and just submit the requirements. Um when we got to the boarding gates, and I am glad that I wore a PPE because like the boarding gates were very crowded, and almost everybody was in full PPE as well. So despite it being crowded, at least there was some comfort that I found in people wearing the full gear, always having their masks on as well as their face masks. Mm-hmm. When I got into the plane itself, I was expecting for it to be like I don't know, like one seat apart at least, but it was not. Like everybody mm-hmm. was just sitting very closely to each other and I think like at some like I don't know I'm a bit conflicted about that because like the flights cost so much Mm. um but aside from that like everybody on that flight was confirmed to be negative so I think there was like a bit of like comfort knowing that nobody would be allowed to enter the flight unless we are um confirmed to be a negative case for COVID they also served lunch and I had to eat it because I was so hungry. So despite the fact that I was scared of like transmissions, very enclosed space, like I had to eat lunch anyway. It's either 
that or like I might pass out because I'm very hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, when we landed in China, um, the port of arrival was Tianjin. Again, it was the only direct flight that I could get my hands on that was sure to be able to fly because some of these flights can just cancel two days before. And mm-hmm. this flight is direct to Tianjin. But if something happens to this flight, God forbid, there's like five people who get COVID here. Any other flights operated under the same um, airline for this particular route is going to be canceled as well. Mm. So it was safest to take the closest. When I landed, we went through a series of like other forms again. So the moment the plane landed, there were staff, like medical personnel from Tianjin Airport who would go up and examine the people on the plane as well as examine the like, the flight attendants. So these people would come with forms, a green form. I translated it using the WeChat app and it just made you put in your basic information and a, like, a, like a space that says like no swab and throat swab. So we already mm-hmm. knew what was in store for us the moment that we would deplane. Um, the moment that we finished those forms, we went through like it was before immigration, there was like another interview process before the immigration. And that interview process, like everybody would line up and you would sit in front of these computer monitors. And in the computer monitor is an officer who's going to ask you questions. So it was like a no contact interview. And then when you look at your table, there would be translations of like what the questions were going to be asked. It's just basic yes or no. And then the agent, from the screen, using a webcam and a speaker, you would speak to them and they'd tell you, show me your green form, you do the same, show me your passport, and then they'd tell you, answer me yes or no for the following questions. Question one, yes or no, and then you would just read from the packet. Um, the questions were usually, have you encountered or have you lived in close proximity with someone who's a confirmed or suspected COVID case? Mm. And like, when is your, like, it was mostly just like your contact with other people and they're just going to confirm that. After that, you're going to be lining up again for the test. So the first test was a another nose swab. And I got tested on my right nostril in St. Luke's, but this time they tested it on the left, so it's fair now. Um, <laughs> after the, throw, the, the nose swab, um, we were sent to these like cubicles. Kind of looks like, like mini kind of like a mini spaceship looking thing where you just like sit there and then the doctors would, I'm not sure, doctors, medical personnel would come in and then just, you know, poke your nose and your throat. So another nose swab, another throat swab in the same area. And the, the guy was very nice because like he could see me shaking because like I know how painful this is going to be again. <laughs> yeah. um, it was just like saying, it's okay, relax. And that was actually less painful than the one that I had in St. Luke's. Not sure if I'm getting used to it or if the guy is just like better in doing oh god okay or it could be both oh yeah it could be both right (laughs) so it's okay you're gonna get through it it's just like short pain for a while and then it's okay then after that we're gonna go to another test which is the blood sample i think the blood sample was more painful than the nose and throat swab because instead of using like that pen that they just click and then sometimes you wouldn't feel a thing they actually have this like plastic thing that had the needle sticking on it and then the person would just like poke you and it was a very deep poke because even after I tried to like stop the bleeding and we were just like running around to 
the immigration officer for another interview, like my fingers still bleeding the entire time. So it might just be that person. So again, <laughs> nose, throat, and then blood, then immigration. Very few questions there. Just going to check your documents again. And then they will send you to another designated area where you wait for your bus. So in terms of the bus, you don't know where the bus is going to take you. Wait, it might sorry, sorry to interrupt you. When will they give you the test results, though? Hmm. So the thing is, they don't give you the test results directly. They give it to whoever's in charge of the hotel facility. So there's hmm. a lot of collaboration that goes from the ground personnel from the airport to the medical staff as well as the hotel staff where you're going to be assigned. So like everything is great. Everything is very efficient in that regard. After you get tested, I think it took them about like two days and then somebody from our group chat this message said, oh, congratulations, everybody in this hotel is negative. And then we also have a group chat with all the other foreigners on the same flight and they would also update, yeah, our agents also told us that everybody in the flight was negative. So everybody who was on that flight in PAL boarded the plane with a negative test result, landed here, got tested, and everybody also got a negative test result. So there's zero um, cases of COVID-19. And I would say uh, it was because of the centralized testing that made it more efficient. Because if the agents are in charge of that, it means that they have better control over the papers. Because there's more than one designated hospital where you can get your COVID test. And there's lesser room for people to tamper with the results through this system, which I think led to the zero case of COVID-19 from my flight. So yeah, that's it. Like you don't know which hotel you're gonna be sent to. We arrived at our hotel at 12 midnight and then you'd have these medical personnel assign you into rooms, couples. If you are married or if you have a child, you're allowed to quarantine together, but I believe there's a max occupancy of two people per room. Mm. I see. Um, do you also have to pay for your hotel or is it like something that is subsidized by the government or something? I would say a little bit of both, right? Because like I think that hotels are a bit more expensive if you would book it, for example, like before the pandemic. But in the hotel where I'm in, it's, it's not as pretty as the other hotels. And like overall can't complain. Like I expected to just be put in somewhere with a bed and a toilet and that's it. But this is actually pretty pleasant. Um, I believe the cost for this hotel is 160 RMB per night. Um, one RMB is equal to about seven pesos. Mm -hmm. So 160 RMB per night and 80 RMB per day for food. And that's going to be for 14 days. You're going to have to pay out of pocket. But if I'm going to compare the price of like how this room would have cost if it wasn't used for the pandemic, mm. I think it would cost like a bit more, right? So right. I think there's some government subsidy in there, but you also will have to pay out of pocket. I see, I see. But but like it's not it's not as high as 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 we ex like you expected. So okay. I see and I, oh, yeah, definitely. Are, are reasonable. Um and what do you call this? So so what is it like? So it's your fourth day uh quarantined there. What is a day in a life with Jennifer Holanis in that <laughs> hotel room look so, like? Are you are you working now or uh what's been what's been going on? How are you? Um so I'm still working at learning leaders like remotely, but right now it's a company holiday, so that's why I have like a bit more free time. I'm also a like I have a lot of like creative stuff that I do on the side. So I either do some like graphic design work just to keep myself busy 
but like when it comes after the holiday, I'm just going to have to devote like 100% of my working hours are going to be back to normal as well. It's just that I'm in a hotel. So I am trying to keep myself busy as much as possible with creative work and graphic design. But aside from that, uh, I keep myself busy by posting a lot of stories to my Facebook and to my Instagram. That's probably why Bolo finds out, found out that I'm already in China and I'm doing here. So in order to keep busy, I usually just like post um, information like how the process has been for me. So it's either every day I would share like information on either what the flight was like, what the hotel amenities are. But if the question is more like what I have in this particular hotel that I'm in, they give you 14 of everything that you need. So that's 14 toothbrushes, that's like 14 pieces of soap and like even more for like bath gels and shampoo because like it barely like produces suds so they can give you more and this is because nobody's allowed to enter your room and mm. in order to make sure that everybody has whatever they need they just give you everything that you need in bulk so you'd have like 14 rolls of toilet paper and you'd have like two packs of water ready for you as well um, I think that's good because like I really don't have a lot of other things that I need. I also bought like a lot of Filipino food, like Pancit Canton. This is not oh, a paid no. advertisement, but <laughs> I have like 10 of those in here. Um, if I don't like the food, then I just cook uh, Pancit Canton. So it reminds me of home. Pancit Canton, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> You can also send me more if you want, but also you're, you're, you're expected to clean your own room. And I don't know, like some people might not be happy about that, but like I'm completely fine with it. They give you a broom, dustpan, and like toilet cleaners and stuff. And you're just going to have to clean it yourself and it's fine. It's okay. What's the food situation there? Like how do you get food? Do you like get an app and then they deliver food to you or like do they give you food and you have no choice what what kind of food you eat <laughs> it's kind of um it depends on the hotel so from the other hotels that i've heard of like they allow food delivery but for my hotel they don't mm-hmm. and even if you have you are in a hotel that allows food delivery you will still have to pay the daily 80 rmb for food regardless of whether or not you eat it how they <laughs> give you the food though is like they will just message you in a group chat. So the moment that you check in the hotel, there's two group chats that you're going to be in. Um, all of those group chats include people on the same floor. So there's medical group third floor and there's like service group third floor. The service group is mostly hotel needs that you might need. Water, if you need more, you can order there. They're going to send it up. Medical is where the medical WeChat group is where you send your temperature every 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. in the afternoon, 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Um, this is what everybody needs to do. In order for us to get food, in the service chat, they will tell you early on that we are going to be delivering breakfast between, I don't know, like 7 to 8. We are going to be delivering lunch between 11 to 12 and delivering dinner between 5 to 6. So you already know around what time they're going to be sending it to you. And you can actually hear like the plastic bags ruffling like during those times. That means that they're already outside and putting down your food. How you get it is like they don't knock. Again, this is only in my hotel. Mm-hmm. We know when to get it. So during those times when we're sure that it's already outside, we just open the door and then beside our door is like a a box covered in plastic. And then we're going to put the food on top of it. So every time I open my door, it's just like right beside my door. I don't even step out. 
of my room to eat and then I just like take it and then bring it back here. In terms of waste, after you finish eating everything, they provide you with all these plastic bags. You just put all your trash in there, leave it outside the room, and then they'll take care of disposal as well. I see. Awesome. Uh, just a couple of last, uh, just the last thing I want to ask about the situation. And I just want to ask you a couple of things regarding design, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. right. Sure. <laughs> cool. Um, so what do you plan to do in, in the next 10 days? <laughs> Try not to go crazy. <laughs> I tried, I was thinking of participating in Inktober, but apparently the guy who coined the term is, I'm trying to keep it PG, but he's not a very nice guy anymore. All right, <laughs> let's talk about Inktober. So just a context for non-artist um, people, but I don't know, it's, it's, it's a trend. It's a, it's a big trend where you, you post, uh, a drawing every day for for the month of October, and mm -hmm. and a lot of my friends participate on that. Uh, but I just sparked my curiosity. Uh, what's the what's the story or context um, that you've uh, been uh, uh, informed about? That's okay. Uh, these are my uh, uh, my nephews. Sorry. <laughs> Hi. Hi, baby. Say hello. Okay, so, so cute. <laughs> don't mind the, the, the background noise. Uh, um, yeah, what did you hear about, about Inktober? Celia, so, recording, so you need to keep it on the, on the download. Thank you. <laughs> so the guy who came up with it, uh, initially it was like more of like something you do in, like, during October and everybody and all the artists can like participate and like show their I'm work. I'm recording, I'm recording. Um, Divine Art, I think, also has like a big event that is actually dedicated to Inktober and it helps like award artists and recognize them. But just recently, the guy who actually came up with Inktober like put a trademark on Inktober. So that means that like some people are not gonna be able to use it. Like like you can't use the term. Like there's a lot of restriction there, and it's basically like a lot of the art community is very divided on it, on whether or not they want to continue this. Divine, divine, divine art also stopped the intro event for this reason as well. And the same person who actually came up with it um, also is facing allegations of like plagiarizing like somebody else's book um, because a lot of like he released a book of like his drawings. And then there was another artist who also had this book like earlier before he did. And a lot of it was very similar so there's a lot of issues going on between that so instead of participating in Inktober um, I also work a lot with Nikoko uh, a very good friend of mine in Shanghai and we did a weekly poster before so we're trying to think of doing something else rather than Inktober um, mainly for that reason so we're still trying to figure it out but I'm pretty sure that we'll be doing another project soon. We just finished our previous creative project of like a weekly poster from A to Z. It was 26 weeks in quarantine where we exchanged posters. Where, where can we find you? Uh, just, just context for, for like the one or two people who are, who are who would be listening here. <laughs> oh, is a world-class photographer. If, if you've seen photos of, of Shanghai during quarantine lockdown, uh, that, like it's probably the photos of Nikoko where they captured um, what it looked like and what, like, how beautiful the city is and how silent and, and, 
and dead it was during the the quarantine period. Um, and I just want to, and I'm, I'm probably going to create a micro piece of content here. Where can we find your collaborations with, with, with Nikoko? Thank you very much for asking. So me and Nicole are still thinking about like where to post the actual work. So what we usually did in the past, like 26 weeks ago, we started from A to Z, is that we just posted on our Instagram stories. It kind of started more like something that we just personally wanted to have a creative exercise between the two of us. And then more and more people were also like messaging us about it, like, oh, where can we find the rest of the work? Or I want a print of this. And like, me and Nikoko are still trying to figure out like, okay, maybe we should start an Instagram page. Um, but right now you really can't find it yet because like all of our stories are expired. Um, it's I, I have some stories on Instagram, like in my highlights where you can find it. But as soon as we figure out where to post it, we'll make sure to let you know. All right, definitely. And I could add it on, on the show notes, all, that, all, all, all those things. Anyway, um, I have to eat the duties and then pay attention to the, the, the twins. Uh, uh, I just want to thank you for your time um, and, and letting me know uh, what's the, what does it look like and what's the process. And for anyone who's uh, looking into flying out of the Philippines, you might expect something similar. Um, you might expect like three to four COVID tests until you get cleared. And, yeah, and another uh, one in Shanghai too. So, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're scheduled for two more, right? Before flying out. Yeah, so like one in St. Luke's, one upon arrival, another one on day seven, another one on day 12, and then another one in Shanghai. It's a total of five, five COVID, COVID tests. tests. All right. And I just want to wish your, your nose, nose and throat uh, <laughs> no. and for their health and well-being. They got to prepare themselves. <laughs> but at no. the end of the day, I just want to like... I want to add a clip. Don't be scared to get a COVID test. It may be possible, but it's totally worth it for your safety and the safety of others. Um, I just want to also say on record that this clickbait article you see online where they punctured the brain is an isolated case. And it's like... Very isolated. Oh, my God. You're not going to die. Your your brain is not going to get punctured. My brain is okay. My brain is intact right now, everybody. There's no cerebral fluid going out of my nose it's fine <laughs> please yeah. don't get discouraged jennifer is alive and well and after the all five <laughs> for now <laughs> her uh brain will still be intact and and with that that is the 26th episode of the bola pascual show um jen i will invite you next time and also nicole uh I don't Yay. know she goes by online nicoco or nicole all right anyways um nicoco Nikoko, um, so you guys can talk about um, your creative process uh, and impart some of your knowledge in that aspect. Uh, so, so with that, that is the 26th episode. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Yay! Thank you, Bolo.